ladies and gentlemen, coming back to you. Well, not coming oh, back live. <laughs> live. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Bet you thought we were dead, but you can't get rid of us that that fast, you fuckers. Nope, not that fast. Just with the long hiatus and another job in between. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's up, dude? We're, I mean, this is so weird. We've been gone for like six months, almost seven months. I know. It's been really insane. Uh, uh, we've both been through a lot in the last yes. half a year. Yes. We both had a lot of life changes in the last half a year. Um, Dude, I, I feel like this last year and like particularly like the last nine months has felt like five years of my life. I feel like I have. I, yes, you are 2000 percent. I don't know. I feel like I mean, I've had. I've had like three jobs in the last year. I don't know. It's just been kind of <laughs> nuts. I moved back. Uh, this is this is another spoiler alert, everybody. Uh, you are hearing this from Sunnyvale, Texas, uh, and that's because that's what I. Well, that's one of the reasons why we went on a hiatus. I got the fuck out of Dodge. I'm living back home. I'm, he did. Uh, yep. Gave up I, on his hopes and dreams. That's uh, exactly what it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. No, it was just I was just so few buts, but that's besides the point. I was so fucking tired of New York City. Oh my, living in New York City. I love New York City. I mean, look, I still follow all the same, all like the Gothamist and. You know, New New York one and Mayor Mayor Bill De Blasio on Twitter, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm I I needed to address some of my own personal issues, and I couldn't do that in that city. Right. Um, and I also feel like, and I, I've had a lot of time to think about this because when you were leaving, I was kind of like, I just don't understand. I just don't get it. But I also had to remind myself that we were living very different lives. Yes. I feel like if you would have had the ability to live somewhere else in New York City, you might have enjoyed it more. Maybe, maybe. Because a lot I don't of know. a lot of your complaints that we would consistently talk about were pretty centric to Bushwick. A lot of times, Bushwick is a piece of shit neighborhood. Do not move there. I don't understand the fucking hype around it. I'm it's, sorry. I know you lived there for like six or seven years, but I. <laughs> I liked your house. That's the thing is that I always um, I really liked all the places that I had there. And uh, and I don't know, the neighborhood was really great. It was always basically what I could afford. Sometimes yeah. I couldn't afford it. Um, your even, first apartment was really good. I liked it. Your second apartment was fantastic. Yeah, that place was dope, except that it was totally fucking infested. But not well, uh, you know. <laughs> I just I don't know I just was like I, I was doing laundry one day you know dragging 50 pounds of fucking clothes uh, <laughs> uh, down a city block and downstairs and I just was like you know what life isn't this hard where I come from <laughs> doing laundry isn't this hard also I don't know I, um, one thing and, that I uh, have really like, been in on the same like, lines of this, of the completely different lives things, I have a washer dryer in my apartment. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't so know. I was like, what do you mean hard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's, it was, I just got really, um, I honestly think that I was just sick up there. I don't know. I was very mentally, not, not mental, not mentally healthy. Um, these past, this past month or two, I've been really doing a lot of work in that re in those regards and taking time that I need. And I'm sure I'm driving like the people in my life around me kind of crazy because right now I am just kind of driving for Uber and just doing whatever the hell it is that I want to do. Um, <laughs> and um, I don't know. It's kind of great. And learning to for be nice to myself and think good things about myself and and take medicine that uh, that I need because I have a chemical imbalance or something going on with my brain that just isn't uh, makes it a little bit harder for me to um, enjoy life and enjoy things. But 
I don't know. I think it's everybody's responsibility to do to do a check in, and if you've got to fucking get out of a situation, get out of it. And that's because that's what I did, and I feel so much better. I've lost eighteen pounds. I exercise regularly. I started doing Weight Watchers. If they want to fucking sponsor this program, that let them let the I would be happy to be an ambassador. Putting that out there, I will cold call the living fuck out of them. Uh, yeah, sure, do it. <laughs> you're the one with that skill. <laughs> hey, I sure as hell am. You're you're like, hey, let me set up a meeting with my sales guy. I'm like, hey, hey, how's it going? My name's Matt Beery. Good. Uh, I hope I'm not catching you in a bad time right now. Uh, I just <laughs> look. I'm not trying to sell you anything right now. I'm just oh yeah. A brief thirty seconds. Well, see if well, what I do is even relevant to you, and if it's uh, not, I'll never call you again. Well, sir, I, I need to get my man, my my supervisor on the phone for for something like this before we make any decisions. So well, no, uh, what I'm if, not trying to make a decision right now. Really, I'm just trying to see because because I have you listed as the director of marketing, and I just want to see if what I'm doing <laughs> is relevant. Well, to yes, this doing. is the director of marketing's office, but I, I, I'm just his assistant, and you know he's he's not available right now. So if you just wanted to maybe leave a number, maybe we could get get, get back to you. Or, or shit, it just you just you pulled it on me. You tricked me. Oh no! Now we have to schedule a meeting and give Matt. Matt and Matt a thousand dollars. Ah, so. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what I call skill. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, this is this setup is what I've always dreamed for the podcast because I, uh, I it's not that I didn't enjoy being in your home, but you know what the commute was for this? I know, and I always did feel bad about that, but you, you didn't know what have the, a computer, so I, I, do well, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I, I know that, but um. But this, this is incredible, like because this is this. You know what the commute was? Was I pressed pause on a video game, and then and now I can even as 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 the audience heard, I can even include like my guitar whenever we're recording. Um, I think that yeah, this is, that was live music, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is happening right now. <laughs> show the, hey, show the, hey, what? hey, hey, stairway. Uh, oh. Oh shit! <laughs> Put him on the spot. I don't fucking know it. I forgot it. What is it? <laughs> it's all good. I'm just fucking with you. Just because you don't like. Good, we'll probably get. It's not we'll probably get. If I t- if I play it correctly, we'll probably get uh we'll probably get it the episode taken down. So yeah. I'll play it incorrectly badly. That's why I did that, guys. It's because I don't want this episode to get taken down. It's not because yeah. I don't know Stairway to Heaven. I know Stairway to Heaven note for note behind my head, but <laughs> I can't risk uh, the integrity of the the integrity of the podcast. Mm. Well, that's what's going on. Yeah. Man. Anything else you want to throw out there about your your transition? I mean, uh, you know, uh, part of your well, big part of our lives, but I mean, obviously, it is your life. Well, you know, I chopped off my dick during my transition and grew a pair of tits. No, um, uh, <laughs> sorry, that was not not appropriate. I've been down in the south and I've my neck has gotten sunburned. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've just uh, a lot happened. I mean, I worked a whole. I worked at a place between now and then, and I quit that fucking job because it was horrible. One yeah. thing. Oh my god, dude. That was that was the thing that was that just like sent me over and was like if I don't I have to get out of this industry like like I just can't wait tables or bartend <laughs> or any of this shit anymore especially in Texas because I don't know man like well I'm just gonna throw it out there Texans suck <laughs> at restaurants they they do at, at restaurants is what I mean good at and bars. Texas good. really hard to get along with. They just—it's like they think that that you're like a like a like you're you're a shyster. They all think that they're getting fucked over somehow. Now, why are these enchiladas thirteen dollars? Because that's the fucking price. What do you mean, <laughs> dude? I just spent four days in New Orleans with six with fifteen Texans. God. And every single one of them was like—they're trying to screw me. They're trying to screw me. I'm like, no, they're not, dude. No, they're it's Bourbon Street. A beer yeah. costs $6. Get over it. That's what it costs. You just walk through a doorway. You know what that implies? They pay rent. There is there are, there, there is a kitchen staff. There, there are managers. There are, like, 
like pricing is prices are the prices. And then yeah. one, another thing that fucking gets me over here is that groups go out all the time. Huge mm-hmm. groups, like 30 people will, will just go take over a fucking restaurant. And then they they all get separate checks and they all go, hey, look, the 20% has already been added, so you don't need to add any more to it. And it's like, okay, that's fair enough, but all of you fucking split entrees and took up my entire section and my entire evening. So maybe if you would think that, like my work is worth for the entire day is worth maybe more than the thirty dollars I'm gonna get from twenty percent. No, you don't think that. Thank you for coming. Go fuck yourself. I, I can't stand that industry anymore. I just had to get out of it, and so now I'm driving for you know Stuber. Um, <laughs> should we should we say their name? <laughs> I don't think it matters. Yeah, I mean, do you, who cares? do you have a lot of negative shit to say about them or no? No, they're fine. I no, guess. they're fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a boss. It's which is amazing. That was like <laughs> that's like one of my other main problems with jobs is that you have to have a boss. <laughs> yeah, as the husband of a of a business owner, she really likes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Te- I mean, technically, I'm like a contractor, so I have to put all this money yeah. aside and pay for taxes and shit. And as but, somebody who just became a boss, you know. Oh, yeah. You're the boss now. I'm the boss. You're the boss. I'm the manager of the restaurant that Matt used to work at. Yep. Recent yes. development. That's, so that's cool, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> right. A manager, a manager in training. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be in training for like the next nine months knowing those people. Oh, I mean, here's I'll, I'll just quit. <laughs> I'm, all, I'm doing this because I'm going to get insurance out of it. Yeah. I didn't even know that they had an insurance company. Yeah. Well, they hired a full HR company to do all their HR stuff for them now. Oh, that's probably smart. There's a lot of really positive changes happening up there. Um, uh. And it all cool. came out of the wake of the fire. Oh, whenever they burned it down? <laughs> hey, don't say that publicly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not that any of them will ever hear this. but uh, yeah. yeah, it's like, are they listening? <laughs> no, they're definitely not listening. Not a, not a chance in hell they're listening. Yeah, it's like, who li- like I'm interested to see what the response is on this episode to see who is still listening because we're still going to put it up on iTunes and stuff. And I know, like, I did get feedback from people that they missed it. I mean, granted, these are our friends, but it was still, I didn't realize so many people actually did listen to it. Yeah, I mean, we were getting, I mean, pretty good downloads each week. Uh, for the most part, I mean, for, there at the end, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the, uh, you know, for how big our reach is, how the fuck do we blow this thing up? Let's just get, I want to start getting sponsors. How do you Me do too. that? What's like the, what's the, how do you even like begin that process? I see all these people. I, I cause I listen to podcasts constantly. Like that's just cause I hate what's on the radio typically. I mean, I've hated the radio since I was in high school, not to brag. It was such a foreign concept to me. Yeah. I mean, I listen to NPR sometimes when I'm out of podcasts, but I don't know. But I always just hear about all these podcasts that are constantly being created by like Earwolf and and Sklar Brothers, Starburns Media, how um, um, even – uh, what is it? Clear Channel, iHeartRadio. That's what they're called now. Even yeah. they're getting into podcasting now. Yeah, I mean we're it's kind we're of no frightening, longer, but we're no longer the cool kids who are into that alt thing that we were like seven, eight years ago when we were listening to podcasts. Oh, dude, tell me about it, dude. I have been listening to podcasts since I think two thousand nine, which is crazy to think about—a whole decade. And I remember it, it all came out of just me being poor in college and needing entertainment. Yeah. It was free. The first podcast I ever listened to was called Stuff You Should Know. And in fact, I listened to them today. It was hey, the newest. They, uh, they did How Peyote Works. <laughs> Made me really want to well, try Peyote. How does Peyote work? Uh, it's, it's interesting. I don't know. It's, it's got mescaline in it. 
if you want to if you want to do it, you can um, become a member of the Native American Church, which is a Christian peyote church that was established <laughs> in 1918. Now, um, is it actually like Christians being Christians, or is it really just to smoke peyote? That's the question. Uh, well, there is Christians being Christians. I want no part of it. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> was that too I apologize. No, 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 no. Um, it's it's tricky territory for me to really talk about because I'm not an expert on it. But uh, and and it also involves like this whole thing of like in 1978. So it used to be that. You had to, up until 1978, you had to be Native American in order to legally consume the peyote at the church. And um, in 78, they were like, that's unconstitutional because it's racial or something, I guess. And so now it's... Religious discrimination in some sort? Yeah, or racial discrimination and, um, like, I mean, because it's literally like the federal government saying you have to be this color to take this drug and I guess the Supreme Court at the time thought that that was problematic. Uh, to me, I don't really give a shit. I mean, it's um, as a <laughs> yeah. um, as a white guy that would maybe want to try peyote, possibly. I don't really care if it's legal or not for me to consume, but... Um, Dude, I'd try it. Kidding me? Yeah, right? Have you ever seen The Doors? <laughs> I want to go to Joshua Tree. I want to climb up to the top of a rock. I want to smoke peyote and hang out with Jim Morrison. Well, one thing I learned is that smoking it is not really common. It's not. That's not uh-huh. really how how you do it. How Typically, do you, do it? you eat it or you make it into a tea. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and, and or you know you can powder it up and smoke it or snort it even. But I don't know. People are drug addicts are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Matt on Matt on drugs. <laughs> on peyote. What if we were just <laughs> that'd be a good episode. <laughs> peyote had just did an episode <laughs> on peyote. <laughs> it's like, that oh, that's the greatest thing that ever happened. My microphone is moving. Holy shit. Come back to me, microphone. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be wild. I don't think that'd be very interesting, actually. I don't know. I watched this one. We'll pod- I watched this one podcast called "Getting Dug with High" with Doug Benson. That's pretty. Well, I don't really watch it anymore because it was pretty boring. <laughs> it's just people. Oh, you mean a, a stoned guy rambling is is not always interesting? Yeah, with a bunch of other stoned people around him who are all camera shy because they're all kind of freaked out about being high in front of people. <laughs> right. I mean, Doug Benson is, has a lot of really great podcasts, but that's not his strongest one. Any who's all, how are we going to get this big? Do we need billboards? You think a billboard in like, like times square would get us pretty big? Or do you, you think that billboard in times square costs? Yeah. But like, it's all, it'll, we can all just, we just write it all off. Yeah, it's true. Justin Rob, you, know, you remember Justin Roberts? Six uh, I was only foe. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Okay, so he during the whole uh, the big subscribe to PewDiePie movement when they were trying to get PewDiePie to not lose his world's biggest YouTuber claim to uh, right. T series the champ the Indian music channel. Uh huh. Justin Roberts, who comes from filthy rich father, right. And is also a YouTube star in his own right. He paid to have the biggest billboard in Times Square show the sub to PewDiePie logo for it was only for like five minutes and it cost like forty thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah. Here's the deal. I hear about how much money people make off of advertising. Does it really work? That's crazy. Does advertising really work? I mean, of course it works. That's a stupid question to ask. But <laughs> but it just – I hear how much money like a commercial costs, and I'm just like, that's insane. But I don't know. I mean, you know, like how, you, know, you could go up to anybody in the world right now. Most – I mean, not anybody, but the majority of the world, you could go up to them right now and go, ba-da-ba-ba-ba, and they're going to know how to respond. Is that the theme all over the world? 
Yeah, that's the that is McDonald's all over the world. I'm loving it. Yeah. And I don't love it. McDonald's sucks ass. No, it doesn't. Fuck you. That's so wrong. Fucking dick. Are you shitting me? Absolutely not. McDonald's is the fast food. McDonald's is the best fast food. It's the best one. Everyone else is second or trying too hard. It's the standard. It's the standard. I'm fucking flabbergasted. It is the standard fast food. When you think of fast food, you think of McDonald's or a variation well, just because the standard doesn't mean it's the best. Yes, it that, that it means that it's no, it, yes, it, it means does. it set a precedent by change it changed the game, absolutely. Like the McChicken is the perfect sandwich. Don't fuck with me on this. Don't at me, bro. The McChicken is the perfect sandwich. It's way too many points on on Weight Watchers, but it's the perfect sandwich. I'm so like I'm so mad right now, and it's the fattest anger I've ever been fatted. Like, <laughs> oh my god! What's better, Whataburger? I guess Whataburger's like greasier and and drunker. Shake Shack be- is light years better than McDonald's. Fuck, Shake Shack is a fucking restaurant. It is like parading as a fast food joint, so that they don't have to pay their workers a, a fifteen dollars an hour. I guess in New York they do. But Hold on, like, guys. I'm going to I'm going to real quick. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. The Voldemort of Texas. In and out burger. I haven't had them. Oh, you haven't. No, so you're not, all one of these, you're not one of these Texans with an absurdly strong opinion on a uh, fast food burger chain. Um, Not really. No. Oh, OK. Except they're for good. that. I like except, good, and it's cheap as fuck. Except for that. I really like McDonald's. I like McDonald's the most. Oh, God damn it. Their french fries are are the same every single time and always amazing. The burgers oh, so were judging off the sides great. here. The burgers the burger, are fine. The Wendy's the Wendy's burger is far superior to the McDonald's burger. Wendy's? Wendy's fresh, never frozen. Ugh. Square patties. Baby. Wendy's? Wendy's always just like douses it in mayonnaise, which I like mayonnaise, but I'm, I don't a, big, know. I'm a big mayonnaise fan. I feel like I may have been Dutch in a previous life. <laughs> Dutch. Hey, you know me. I love Amsterdam. Maybe you know me. <laughs> you know me. You know me. <laughs> you know me drinking that mayonnaise by the gallon, bitch. <laughs> I drink nothing but mayonnaise and Heineken's. <laughs> Fuck with me, dog. Let's meet up <laughs> at the red light district and smoke some J's. My high school mascot was the Anne Franks. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> I ride bicycles everywhere. I can't top that. <laughs> you know me. The Anne Franks. <laughs> How about when Burt Kreischer thought the Anne Frank house was Helen yeah. Keller's house? <laughs> And he's walking around the Anne Frank house telling Helen Keller jokes and everybody's just like, who the fuck is this guy? We were in the kitchen. I was like, you know, this is where she burned her hand, right? Uh, She tried to read the waffle iron. And this lady turned around to him and goes, excuse me, sir. Do you think this is Helen? Do you think Anne Frank and Helen Keller are the same person? (laughs) He's like, what? Oh, Oh, my God. Burt Kreischer is a goddamn hero of mine. I love the man, and I hope he hears this. Um, I hope he gets creeped out by my my love for him. I'll tweet it at him. I'll tweet the episode at him. Yes. Uh, And I'll I'll tag uh, Stuffy Chanel. But everybody, if you're an influencer and you're mentioned, unless it's like, you know what? We should tag McDonald's. Let's get a McDonald's sponsorship. Ooh, they gave a... They gave, they gave your mom's house. Tom and Push a shitload of money. Yeah, they did. They don't have to give me that much money. Just give me twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's all I want. McDonald's. That's yeah. You make, you make that in a, in a in an hour in in Parsons, West Virginia. Let's do <laughs> this. Oh, that's great. Parsons, West Virginia, getting some love. Hey, shout out. Hey. I'm not going to make it to the uh, family reunion this year in Parsons, unfortunately. Dude, 
uh, ever since that Boeing uh, airplane shit happened, uh, you heard about this? You hear about this? You know yeah, how they you about this thing? You see this thing? How they grounded uh, the Boeing seven thirty seven or something? No, I haven't heard about that. Oh, oh well, it was a whole thing. It's oh. or like it's an Airbus that they that they um, there were two really bad crashes in America, so people so people cared, <laughs> and a bunch more overseas. <laughs> So when nobody cared, um, uh, but then it's not it like when in, something happens in Uzbekistan, and yeah, people, like yeah, and, that happens all the time. It's like, hey, what are you going to do? We are not supposed to be flying. Uh, no, um, <laughs> if I were to fly, I would have wings. No, um, gentlemen, uh, Uzbekistan. Uz, yeah. Anyway, I almost did the the Henry, uh, What's his name? Harold Kane. Ooh, Becky, 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 Stan. Remember that? <laughs> 20, from 2012. Oh, those were simpler times. Weren't um, they? Herman oh, Kane. That was the thing. Herman Kane. Remember 2012 when we thought that, like, we thought Mitt Romney was the devil? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were like, it could not get worse than this guy. This, this. <laughs> oh, my God. Mitt Romney is the worst thing that ever happened to America. Uh, he is a little bitch ass pussy though. I fucking hate that guy. Hey, he's a Mormon. What are you gonna do? Fucking fake underwear. Right. So McDonald's. McDonald's, hit us up. Um we don't wear we don't wear holy underwear. Well, my underwear has some holes in it, but I try I to throw those out. With holes in it. You gotta throw that out, bro. You just gotta That's another thing that I've been doing um as far as my mental health thing. It's just like get rid of stuff. If it's, uh-huh. if it's worn out, if it doesn't fit right, get just fucking toss it, bro. I'm a huge fan of getting rid of shit. Like, it's Look. one of the things I take a lot of pride in. Look. And my dad's the same way. My yeah. mom, complete opposite. Yeah. Complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. My mom I, still has all my toys from when I was a child. Wow. She, she was like, well, what are your kids going to play with? I'm like, toys are buy them. The child. They don't need to play with my broken Ghostbusters house from 1994. Did you have the Zords? Oh shit! Yeah, I had the Zords, dude. Hell yeah! But dude, I had the Zords. I had all the Rangers. Um, but my most proud thing was I had the proton pack from Ghostbusters with the trap that, like, you'd roll it out and then you'd step on the thing and it would open. Like that was shit. Lay best, which that is that sounds amazing. Yeah, dude, I got that for my Halloween costume when I was a little kid. Well, and she's, I had, keeping, she's keeping that because that's a collectible. Yeah, dude, I mean, it actually is pretty dope. I mean, that's, I that I'm sounds like, cool as hell. <laughs> I don't know if my I don't know if my Zords are up in the attic or not. I doubt it. I know I have, I have a shit little Legos up there, but I still do Legos. I like Legos. Oh yeah, my uh, brother-in-law is a big Lego guy. Legos are just like uh, chill, man. It's just a way to like get your brain in order and follow directions, and then you have something really fun at the end of it. I like it a lot. It's like doing a puzzle. That's nice. Except that they tell you how to do the puzzle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played with Legos in forever. Dude, it's fun. I mean, it's solitary as shit, but it's fun. You know me, though, dude. I don't have many hobbies outside of the main thing that I'm pursuing in life. Yeah, you've been you've been busy. You've been busy. You're, yeah. You've been working on a play. You've been going to acting classes. Yeah, I started, I started working with this, um, this the moment, private, private acting trainer. The moment uh, the I guy. leave town, you start getting work. So you're Thank welcome. <laughs> it wasn't because of you, you know. It was when uh, preparation met opportunity. But uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you want to sound like a real douche about it, bro, I just kept grinding. You know what I mean? You <laughs> keep grinding. It's all about that grind. Your boy's always hustling. I'm always hustling. So I just don't know about my hustle. I've never done one of those private like um, acting classes. Oh well, my god! I will never step into a class like a a group class setting ever again. You like it a lot? I've never grown more as an actor than I have in the last six months of working with my trainer. That's cool. 
What's their name? Shout them out. Robert Russell, my main man. Um, He was a casting director for a long, 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 long time. He's got a big roster of very great actors. And we're all like a little, little club. We call ourselves Robert's Actors. And we do some great fucking work. And it's really, really enjoyable. And it's also heavy on like actor conditioning, you know, flexing those muscles of always having monologues ready to go, always having scenes that you could just whip the paper out, get handed to somebody and, and roll with it and be sharp, you know, sure. having everything sharp so that nothing is you're never not prepared for, for something. Yeah, that's cool. It, it's awesome. And also a big thing with him and I, so he approaches, he calls his sessions with him. We, we call it getting in the ring because he uses a lot of boxing analogies, which I love. Like as a former athlete, I love it. And a big thing that like coaches always want you to do is eliminate wasted motion. And this is what really grabbed me. um, You know, this is what really grabbed me when I went to his seminar was I was expecting your typical, like, you know, theater class bullshit where. Yeah, where you're we're like. Then the words and we're going to do some Tai Chi and we're going to this and cry. The yeah. No, he's pulled out a piece of paper and was like, what's the fucking truth of this scene? And I was just like, oh, brother, now you're talking. straight to script analysis, straight to emotional truth, character relationships, none of that finding your center and all that, you know, this kind of stuff that like people charge you a hundred thousand dollars for a degree and teach you. Yeah. A little bit. I know a little bit about that. Yeah, brother. We did. We, but we done bit there. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, well, we didn't, I didn't get charged a hundred grand, but you know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> you know, you know me, I think college is a scam. So yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, yeah. If you're not, unless you're, unless your college is paid for, you should not major in theater. That's well, my not just way. theater, not just theater. Unless you're looking to be a doctor or a lawyer, you pick, you don't need to fucking go to college. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not saying don't do it because it's the way the world is set up. Yeah. What I'm saying is that the world being set up like that is bullshit. Yeah, it is. So, but I digress. Um, I've been having a great time working with um, with Robert. We've, you know, I've met some great people. We've done some really great work. I'm working on I'm working on compiling scenes to make a reel. He. Um, one of his act, one of his main actresses has a production company and they're making reels for people. So I'm going to start getting that going That's soon. Cool. And a friend of a mutual friend of ours from college wrote a play. He did a workshop of it in Florida and a workshop yeah. of it in Texas. And he brought it to New York City. We've got funding. We've got a two time Emmy winning director. Um. And we just did stage readings for Broadway producers. That's cool, man. And yeah, I'm just uh, that's dope. Just a just a little old boy trying to live his dream. Gotta live your dream. I'll tell you, you could. So that's what's going on with me. Also, my wife's out of town this weekend, so I'm ready for confetti. Nice. By confetti, I mean uninterrupted midday naps. <laughs> um. <laughs> What else is new? Uh, we've both been on vacations. We have. Um, I've been on a few. You've been on a few. I've been on one. <laughs> I went to, with the wife, I went to Mexico to. Oh, yeah. I forgot you did that. Yeah. I went to Riviera Maya and um, it was cool. You know, we, you know, a lot of these vacations I go on with my wife is for her photography company. Right. Um, and I tag along. So She's your vacation. It's my vacation. She gets to work. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I help her out. You know, I I make sure she has everything taken care of. I basically act as like her personal assistant. The only thing yeah. I do is actually go to the shoot. Yeah. As I can't. Right. <laughs> but everything else, I try. I try to be her de facto assistant. Make sure all of her, you know, her cards are there. Her. Everything's charged. Everything's properly put away. You know, her diapers you know, are dry. Yeah, I make sure you know I clean. I change her diapers. Um, yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> Sorry, 
But Sorry, yeah. Andrea. <laughs> <laughs> right. So she, um, we went to Playa del Carmen, Cancun, Riviera Maya. It's all kind of one conglomerate. It's like just basically one highway with a bunch of resorts on it. Yeah. Um, What's this place called? The Valentine Imperial. It was beautiful. Everybody treated us real nice. Let me tell you something, man. The Mexicans have perfected the service industry. Well, yeah, dude. They, it's, I've never been treated so well. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what they were definitely saying about me behind closed doors. To my face, they were amazing. (laughs) Well, I mean, everyone I've ever worked with has been de Mexico in restaurants, basically. And they're all fantastic at it. Yep. And they all, I mean, those, they did they work, man. Dude, Down they're there, they clever. This whole, work. this whole myth of the freeloading Mexican immigrant is like it's, the biggest horseshit I've ever heard. I have never, I've never with a Mexican that did not never just pull their weight, but they pull right. the weight of like five other fucking people. Right. Because that's the other thing is that they, I mean, part of it is that, I don't know, we shouldn't just start talking about Mexicans necessarily, but, but I will just, I just, to me, it's nuts that anybody doesn't hear somebody say that about that group and go, that's bullshit. That's a lie. Because if you've ever met anybody from south of the border, that you know that their work ethic is just fucking incredible. Like, yeah. like, well, I don't think any of these politicians necessarily have been around a lot of Mexicans because I don't think there's a lot of Mexican immigrants at Harvard Law School. Yeah, but they all have, I don't know, they have nannies and shit. Like, I don't know. That's just crazy to me. It's, it's I, it, yeah, it's absurd to me that that is a that I hate, stereotype. I hate our political lazy freeloaders. That's fucking horse shit. It's horse shit. It's crazy to me. It's like, I don't know. And I don't know who fucking believes that. I, I mean, apparently enough people do. Apparently, I know. I'm saying, yeah, apparently enough people believe it for it to be a stereotype. But like, I, I don't get it. I don't get yeah. it. I don't get it. I don't get it. But needless to say, this is all a great way of saying that if you go down to Cancun, if you go to Tulum or whatever, the, uh, the people down there are going to treat you well. And they're going to do a fantastic job. It's it's worth way more money than they charge as well. Yeah, it's not right. expensive. Right. And it, it should cost triple the price for the level right. for the level of service you get. Right. Um, That's so great. Oh, yeah. I was handing out ten dollar tips left and right, man. I was just like, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bobby De Niro over here. Getting everybody's beak wet. The doorman got a hundred. The blackjack dealer got a hundred dollars just for the waiter got a hundred dollars just for keeping the ice cubes cold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good fellas. Oh man. Uh, I did that. And then uh, just this past weekend, I went with 15 other guys, uh, people that I grew up with from my best friend's bachelor party down in old New Orleans and brother, let me tell you four straight days of boozing. I'm still recovering. And I don't, when I say boozing that, that, that paints it lightly that paints it with a light brush. I know what you were up to. I've, I've been around you. We are <laughs> friends. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Do you remember that song? Um, imagine. <laughs> I can only imagine how much. Just, I don't know. I don't know the words. How how absolutely absurdly fun that was! What was the charity event where you guys were all wearing red dresses about? Okay, so it's called the Red Dress Run, and I'm actually going to Google it right now because I want to get this correct um, about what it entails. So the Red Dress Run is um, a charity event, and it starts at the beginning of the day. There's like a race, um, and everybody races in red dresses. And um, let's see, we're looking at this every year on the second Saturday in August. The New Orleans Hash House Harriers, a local drinking club with a running problem, host a red dress run, charity run in the Crescent City. Okay, so I guess it's just like general charity, whatever. But um, yeah, so everybody does this run in red dresses. And then the people that don't do the run still wear red dresses and just get hammer 
Oh, so is it like SantaCon, but for red dresses? And for charity. What charity? I don't know. That's <laughs> that's not a charity. No, it's for a charity. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> sure. Okay. I'll just right, choose so it's to for charity. You. Everybody's wearing red dresses. This was our last full day in New Orleans, too. Yeah. And dude, it was well over a hundred degrees. Yeah, man. At it's... one point, I felt like an open faucet. Oh my god. It was insane. In fucking insane. I thought your dress looked amazing. Where did you get it? Thanks. My wife got it for me on Amazon. She measured me and made sure that everything was going to fit right. Aww. So excited to put me in a dress. It was hilarious. See, I was hoping that you had gone to a Macy's or something and picked one out and had made a whole day of it. Well, when Colin said that this is what we were going to do, that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> I was super, super, super scared. Because I would just love to be the, the clerk or the, the, the cashier ringing you up. Like, See, like, I like that scenario may have been a lot funnier in Texas. In New York, they'd have just been like, same shit as always. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, <laughs> yep, yep. My, that's my sunburned neck right there, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Just like, just imagining you just like, hey, how are you? Just going to get this dress. Uh, it's for my um, wife that's shaped exactly like me. I was about uh, to say at the Dillards in Texas, it'd be yeah. some old, it'd be some old dingbat like, oh, your wife wears the same size clothes as you. That must be so fun for you guys. Oh my god, <laughs> would you look fat? Dillards, yo, I fuck with Dillards. Dillards is the shit. Dillards Dude, is yeah. Dillards has a fantastic plus size polo section. Hell yeah, uh, Dillards is like the poor man's Nordstrom. It's awesome. <laughs> it's Bordstrom's. Bordstrom's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, yeah, New Orleans was fantastic. And I mean, I could do a whole podcast on New Orleans. Yeah, sure. We created a whole new, we created a whole new subgroup within the group called the Core Four. Yeah. So shout out to the Core Four. Core Four. Me, Patrick Four. Simmons, uh, Brandon Evans, and Stephen Chuck. We took that shit to town, brother. That's fun. That's fun. Or lives. Uh, but yeah, I'll, <laughs> I won't go into all the details of New Orleans because it's just way too much. But uh, yeah. great town. Fantastic time. Where'd you go on vacation? I went to Colorado, did, did a solo road trip up north um, and stayed at an Airbnb in Colorado Springs. It was really fantastic. Uh, the, well, actually it was just a B and B that I booked on Airbnb, uh, Airbnb, B and B. Yes. Uh, they were a cannabis friendly household. So we, I was able to imbibe in some of the legalities there. Um, it was imbibe in the legalities. Listen to you. Yeah. It was talking it like was, a lawyer. It was fantastic and very relaxing. I ate like a monster. I, uh, I didn't drink that much, uh, but I was also by myself. I, uh, I did get lost in the woods <laughs> for a solid eight hours. I got lost at Rampart Reservoir in Pikes National Forest. I, I had downloaded a map on Google of the place and then was handed a paper map uh, that was that had a different orientation to it than the map that I had downloaded. And between looking at the two of them and not being a very careful person, I marked my parking spot as the at the wrong place on my Google map, um, walked to the dam, walked to the you know where the reservoir begins, uh-huh. and then headed back around thinking like, oh, I'll just right, walk right back to my car. And then ended up in the middle of the wilderness. Oh, my God. With no cell phone reception. And uh, luckily, there were some people around every now and then. But so uh, I, I, w- I knew that if I had to, I could build a fire and, and come get rescued. But, <laughs> but um, it was like, Matt, I can't describe to you the feeling in my stomach when I got to where I thought my car was supposed to be. <laughs> and I'm looking around and because the other thing is that like, it's beautiful up there, but it also all kind of looks the same. 
You yeah. know, I mean, you know, how many trees can you look at? I mean, there's nothing up there. There's no electricity. There, the roads are dirt roads. The the trail that I was on was like uh, was like 11 inches wide. Like it was it, it was the wilderness. And I was just literally like, describing my nightmare, dude. I mean, the last time I was even sort of close to this was last year during family reunion in West Virginia. We went up to Spruce Knob and um, we lost cell phone reception up there during a storm. And I was and I was in a car with my parents and I just got this horrible feeling in my stomach. But then this was that. But by myself in the elements with nobody. And I was just I like I just started I, I essentially just kept walking until I found my car and it, I ended up being out there for eight and a half hours. I mean I got there at like ten thirty, I left at six thirty. <laughs> and uh so I guess that's eight hours and um I didn't bring enough water, so I ended up like at one point I was out of water but dying of thirst because it was ninety degrees and the the you know the air is really thin up there there's not a lot of oxygen so it's really dry and so you dry out real quick but i'm like afraid to drink this rampart water because yes it's their reservoir but it hasn't been treated or anything and i don't want to get worms you know <laughs> so i take so i take that so i find water that isn't stagnate and i can kind of see through for a few inches and um gargle that uh just to just to wet my mouth and my throat and uh, I don't know. It was I, I ended up like just kind of paying attention, looking at the maps really carefully, and thinking about my surroundings for whenever I dropped my car off. And I found I didn't find a road. I heard a truck, and then just sprinted towards that sound. <laughs> and uh, man, it was just it was in the end. It was it was kind of an amazing experience, and it was a little bit. Like after the fact, it was kind of like, oh fuck! I like got myself out of a situation there. But um, but uh, uh, so that was kind of interesting and fun. But my legs were just like destroyed for the rest (laughs) of the trip, like just completely shredded up. I could barely walk the next day, and the day after that, forget about it. (laughs) Like you know how like the two day two days after a really hard workout. um, Oh yeah, man! It's it's worse. Yeah, I mean, we did sixty five thousand steps in four days in New Orleans, and Jeez. dude, I mean, Monday and Tuesday, I could barely function. Yeah, even though I had to, I had to go manage a restaurant on Monday, and I had to go do staged readings on Tuesday and Wednesday. And let me tell you, I thought my butt was gonna fall out. It was yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah, times. right. I mean, it's just like. It was crazy. Um, and I don't know, the, the air being thin up there really fucked with me also because I'm out of shape. And right. it's like every 30 yards, I would have to stop and rest for like 10 seconds and then walk another 30 yards and then stop. It was just ridiculous. It was so. <laughs> and like at one point, I just had to climb down some rocks, which was awful. <laughs> But I don't know. It, overall, it was fun. Um, got a lot of really great um, pictures. Ate a lot of really great food. Uh, had a great stay. Oh, this was weird. So the people that I stayed with, I'm not going to say their name now because I'm about to kind of talk shit about them. Um, <laughs> they were really lovely and they had a really nice um, uh, uh, B&B if you find them. Uh, I, if you can figure out who they are, if you're planning on going to Colorado Springs, check them out. But he, this happened one morning. So they, they have chickens, right? And yep. one morning uh, they. The chickens uh, to roost. Well, there was a rooster among the chickens and they're not allowed to have roosters for some reason. OK, uh, it's illegal for them to have a rooster. And the rooster just kept crowing. And so they're like, you know, we're going to have to. um we were, they were talking. I heard them talking about it. They're like, "We're gonna have to eat that rooster." <laughs> and I was like, "And I was kind of like, ah, I bet they're just joking." Just tell nope. them to talk. They were not joking. They fucking chopped that rooster's head off 
with me in the house. And then like and took out, ripped out all of its guts, cleaned it, plucked it, uh, and got the whole. So I went from like knowing this rooster and seeing it to just seeing its decapitated and, and disemboweled corpse in the refrigerator. It was wild. It was wow. crazy. And then, so like, she's like, do you want to come look at its feathers? She showed me everything. It was a husband and wife that were running this <laughs> B&B. And she's like, look at the, look at the liver, look at the heart, look at the lungs. Here's its gizzard. Here's its breath. Like, you know, she showed me all the parts. Then she's like, come in the garage. I'll show you its plumage. And she's showing me its, uh, its wings and its feathers. And that's like, that's cool. But then I look to the left of that stuff from the rooster and, and I see these other bones there and they're black. They're solid black bones. And she goes, oh, are you looking? I see that you see my black bones. And I was like, oh, yeah. She goes, these come from a chicken. They're very rare. I was like, okay. She's like, yeah. So what we do, what I do with these is I make them into a demon box and I take this black bone and I put it in this box. And then she pulls out this like pine wood box with a glass cover, puts the bone in there and then grabs a dead cricket, puts the cricket on there and then in there and then looks at me and tells me that she's going to sell it on Etsy for $75 after she invites a demon to come live inside it the bones and the and the dead cricket and then she'll trap the demon in the box and sell it for $75 on Etsy. She's a witch. So <laughs> I was just I'm not gonna there lie like I'm not going to lie to you. I'm pretty hard right now. <laughs> hey, that makes two of us. No. Um <laughs> Hey. Oh, so all right. That's what that's what we've been up to. Uh, should we get to some segments? We're already pretty far into the episode. We're fifty-two but, minutes in, <laughs> but we can but we can still uh, do do some pop culture roundups because we this is a pop culture podcast as well as our own personal diary. Uh, I have come up. I I have thought of a segment, um, and I hope <laughs> that's not something you hear very often on this. Episode. Yeah, that's that's which is a rarity. I uh, <laughs> I applied myself and thought of something. Um, One time I told Matt on the podcast that we had homework and then two days before we recorded, his mom said, I'm sorry, did you do your homework for the podcast? And Matt goes, I I don't know. That's not what I got into this for. (laughs) Well, I I remember having that conversation with her, but I literally, I was like, what, what, what homework? (laughs) (laughs) What what are you talking about? Sorry, I digress. Matt came up with a great segment. He's gonna, uh, you go go for it. You. So uh, what this since this is a pop culture podcast as well as our own personal diary, and we have been gone for seven months. A lot of things have happened so far in 2019 in reference to pop culture. A lot of milestones have been uh, hit, uh, and so I kind of want to just do a two minute uh, pop quiz on Matt Beery so that he gets his uh, his uh, his. I, what I want you to do, Matt Beery, is, yeah. I, is I'm going to say something, and I just want you to give me a gut reaction to it uh, with a with a timer on the clock. We'll keep track of what you said um, and, and all that good stuff. I like limited to one word, or just keep it to a few words. Keep like... it to a, keep it to a few words. You know, um, uh, nothing mo- more than th- four or five words. I think. Uh, and, and we should be good because I do want to keep it moving. I am suddenly not sure where my phone is, so I don't know. <laughs> there it is. Got it. Did you so, check your ass? Yeah, I pu- just he pulled it out of there. Um, okay, dope. Uh, and it smells awful, but whatever. Um, <laughs> um, so I got two minutes on the clock here. Uh, get ready. Let's do it. Steady. Freddy. Mm-hmm. Mercury. Go. Um, okay. Game of Thrones. Uh, misunderstood by a bunch of idiots. Uh, Iron Man. Uh, don't really give a shit. Okay. Endgame. Endgame was pretty good. I thought Infinity War was better, but uh, I understand what Endgame was doing. All right. Uh, 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 Veep. Did you see Veep? Veep is one of my favorite television shows of all time, and Julia Louis-Dreyfus is a goddamn national treasure. And, and what about the finale? Uh, the finale was perfect. It was fucking perfect. 
It couldn't oh, have been done better. It couldn't have been done better. All right, we also have a brand new uh, Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I fucking adored that movie, top to bottom. I've seen it twice in theaters. Please, you can have my money, Quentin. I fucking adored it. Uh, what about John Wick 3? I didn't see John Wick 3. You haven't seen John Wick 3? I've never seen John Wick 1. What? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what about Detective Pikachu? <laughs> I didn't see Detective Pikachu, but in New Orleans, me and Patrick were laying in bed hungover. Five words, five words, five words. I texted uh, the group and said, we're just going to stay in and watch Detective Pikachu. Okay, that wasn't five words, but... Anyway. Um, uh, oh, shit, 37 seconds left. Uh, what's... what's? Oh, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm suddenly blanking because okay. I got... Oh, Toy Story Timer. Let's just just keep doing this. I'm having fun. Toy Story Four. I didn't see it. Didn't see it. Didn't, didn't see it. Toy Story Four. Okay, what? Well, this brings me on to the Keanu songs. <laughs> I loved the Keanu memes. Loved them. Love the Keanu memes. What's your favorite one? Bill and Ted's uh, Three or John Wick? You haven't seen John Wick. Um, I love the one where it's regular size Keanu and miniature Keanu. All right, all right. Time's up, time's up. That was two minutes exactly. All right, let me just check the score here. Didn't see John Wick. He didn't see Detective Pikachu. He doesn't care about Iron Man. Um, that's going to be negative 1,000 points. Um, I guess you win this round. You win this round. Uh, is there anything you'd like to go back to from that? Um. Well, did you have anything else on the list? That was it. Oh, that was the whole list? Yeah. Nice. Um... I'll go back and say to Iron Man. Yeah. Um, I thought that they executed his death. Uh, we're so far past that movie. If you're worried about spoilers, you need yeah, to get fuck a fucking yourself. life. Yeah, go fuck and, yourself. As Brendan Schaub would say, get your life together, bro. Yeah, get get uh, it together. Think about yourselves. Think about your decisions. So I think they executed his death really freaking well. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I mean, you know how it was done. I uh, think, I, yeah, it made me very, uh, I got choked up whenever it happened. Um, a lot of people see, you said I was something in this, invested, so. you said something in that, that kind of struck me is that, and, and it's something that I've heard a lot is that people say they want, they liked infinity war more and, to me, I'm just like, they're the same fucking movie. Well, just divided into two parts. Extension of Infinity War. I just, I don't know. It's the same reason why I like Empire more than Jedi. Yeah, but those are two different movies. Like, Not they have two really, different I mean, plots. I don't know, because Empire is the real drama of the scenario, and you get to see the people actually go through shit and end game you do and you see them deal with a lot of things, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed infinity war more than end game. Um, as a viewer watching a film. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, I guess, but I don't know. Just to me, it's just they're the same movie. I don't know. It's, I, I, I like them both about the same. Maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> infinity war is a little bit better. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, the thing about Endgame is that it was just so long, and there was and there was so much that they had to do. I guess that's why a lot of people didn't like it or, or say that like they liked um, Infinity War more. Uh, but I don't, they had to do all that shit. I don't know. It was I liked it a lot. I like. I'm excited to see what they do next. You know, they've got um, they're going to be uh, restarting the Blade series at, at Marvel. Yeah, and it's going to be Mahershala, my I'm main glad, man. I'm glad that you took on the uh, saying his name because I do not know how to say it. Um, say it with me. Say Mur. Mur. Hirsch. Hirsch. Uh. Uh. La. Hershey's Kisses. Mahershala. Um, <laughs> <Marshall. laughs> uh, I'm just going to call him Hershey's Kisses from now sounds, on. Uh, sounds like something a Jewish person would say. Have a good day, Mahershala. Mahershala. Yay, all this Mahershala fokakta. Um, <laughs> uh, and That's what, 
I know that you and I both, uh, before we got on here, we wanted to, this is probably the most recent thing that's come out and most relevant to this episode is the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, if you want, I kind of would like to talk about it. I know you want to talk about it. Basically, you already said um, that you love it, that people should go see it. I'm interested in kind of talking about some of the controversies or quote unquote controversies that are surrounding it. Um as well as like, how do we digest? How do we deal with Quentin Tarantino in his final years as a filmmaker? Because I really think that this might be his last one for decades. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, because we're an hour in. Yeah, that what you just said was a fantastic trailer for next week's episode. Oh, we gotta wait. We gotta wait. We're gonna we're gonna wait. We're gonna ruminate on this. Because we're an hour in, and I know you and I can easily go an hour on this movie. Yeah. Obviously, we don't want to do that, but I also don't want to skimp because I think it's a very important movie for people who love film, people yeah. who love filmmaking, and people who love storytelling. So I want to give it its proper time, and I don't want to feel rushed through it. Right. So I think that's a great trailer for next week. Next week, we're going to do <laughs> Once Upon a Time on Matt on Matt. And um, sure. Yeah. So I just want to say, man, this has been uh, this has been the first extended um, voice conversation we've had since you left. Yeah, I suppose so. The we most talked on the like phone five or ten minutes on the phone or when, you know, Kevin triple FaceTimes us uh, and sends us his pictures of his penis. And yeah, <laughs> good times. I'm actually seeing Kevin today. So it's going to be. Oh, God, just make sure he's OK. I will. <laughs> Sorry, he doesn't listen to this, so I don't care. I'm no, worried. About, I'm worried about that guy. We're we don't have our, this podcast is not going to have sex with him, so he doesn't listen to it. <laughs> or he doesn't even pretend to listen to it. No, nope, he's just straight up like, no, nope, didn't listen to it. I'm like, I, I appreciate the honesty. I mean, what do you yeah. want me to tell you? I can't really ask much more than just be honest with me. Hey, you know. I, I dig honesty and loyalty. Those are yep. the traits in a person that I can get behind. <laughs> yep, yep. Sure, sure. Matt Field, um, you're honest and you're loyal, but I still hate you. Yeah, and Matt Beery, you are somewhat honest and a fucking backstabber, but I love you. Backstabber? Um, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't describe me at all. <laughs> so, is this, uh, are we wrapping it up? Is this We're wrapping it up. Um, this is the tally who, not the bally who. This is the tally who. This is normally where we throw in a don't at me, but I'm not really angry right now. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I kind of did a don't at me earlier, but it was more of a joke. I don't really care about the don't at me unless I have something to really go for. Yeah, I don't really have anything to super go for right now without getting political, and I just right. really don't want to do that. Right. I mean, it's just such a... Ugh. What yeah. a nightmare we live in. Um, we live in that nightmare, but I'm actually pretty happy that doing this podcast today has made me feel very, very good. Yes. So I don't have a big negative bone to pick. All um, right. So me I'm, neither, then. I'm happy. Good. Well, except, I'm happy, too. Fuck McDonald's. No, fuck you. Don't at me, bro. McDonald's is a shit. Don't McDonald's. at me, bro. <laughs> McDonald's, sponsor us. Burger King, sponsor us. <laughs> So you can follow us on our social meds. I'm Matt at MattBeery06 on all platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, we are Matt, at Matt on Matt Pod on Twitter. I am at Twitterfield on Twitter and at Matters on Instagram. Um, and on Instagram, put a space between all the letters because I'm a difficult little motherfucker. Um, <laughs> uh, so you can follow me there. I... Uh, I've been uh, having a lot of fun on Twitter lately. I don't know why. I think, I mean, Twitter's, all, I'm always having a lot of fun on Twitter. But the, in the last few months since, because um, the other thing that we haven't really addressed is the fact that the world is like going insane over the last year. I don't know. It was already kind of headed that way in a major way. But I, like, especially with everything that we've learned with like Jeff, Jeff Epstein and stuff, it's just kind of like, oh, we live in a, we, this isn't real. This is this some this, this, this is a simulation. A, a, a time traveler sneezed whenever he should have coughed. 
This and, is a simulation uh, of the worst timeline. Yeah, and this will this will get fixed. Someone will go back and fix it. Oh. It'll be fine. Um, I hope so. God damn it. Oh, by the way, I saw a fantastic, and this was not my first time to see her, and she's been on podcasts and YouTube and stuff like that, but I just saw her name on Twitter, and I saw this woman slay at the Village Underground, and it was the third time I've seen her. It was the third time I've seen her absolutely slay. Jessica Kearson. Everybody go check out Jessica Kearson. She's at Jessica Kearson on Twitter. She is a murderer on the microphone. Great, great stand-up comedian. All right. Jessica Kearson. Let's check shout her. it out. Check it all out. All right. Well, check that's it. it. That's all I got for this week. We'll be back next week, I assume. We'll be back next week with our review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. In-depth analysis of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like you said. And yeah, man, it's great to hear from you. Great to do this again. And I'm super happy. Me too. All right. Later, fuckers. Adios.